As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's run. eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. The mega yacht is the ultimate floating playground for the rich and famous. Rob Bros. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to another bonus episode of the Brav Bros. We are here to recap some below deck with you for a little Monday installment. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my favorite co-host, Shooter Magooter Shoots. How are you today? Doing great. You know, love below deck. Gotta say, though, a little confused when I turned on below deck today because there was no third episode. I had to do some digging on that one. Yeah, you texted me to ask, and I didn't even realize that because I was just kind of like rolling through them, and it had like the continual play. So I just thought it was a new episode, or it was episode three. But when you said that, it reminded me there was um, like the recap before episode four has scenes from episode three, and I was confused because I was like, did I miss an episode? Like, what's going on? Now I didn't care enough to go back and do any digging, yeah, so I was like, yeah. huh. I, I must have just missed a scene. I must have like went to the bathroom or something. But no, apparently an entire episode was cut. Yeah, it was, it was weird because they started off episode four talking about how CJ and Sam had hooked up. And I'm like, I don't remember that from episode two. And then I went back to the, I was watching on the Peacock app. No free plugs here. Went back to the Peacock app, looked at it, and it went to four. So then I did some digging, went on YouTube. I went to Hulu just to see if it was on there. Nothing. Found out that they scrubbed Every streaming service of episode three, which was called, I don't know, it said the word dude in it like five times. And here they took it out because there were some homophobic comments and jokes and things tossed around. So they decided just to get rid of it, which is odd because, I mean, it, maybe it was really bad. I have no idea. But I mean, in the first episode, CJ did a straight up like Nazi Oh yeah, the hand Nazi signal. Salute, yeah, yeah, and they didn't scrub that, so it must have been terrible it for them to been scrub it. Really bad. I wonder. Did it say when it was scrubbed? No, just that it was scrubbed. Yeah, I, I think the date on the article was like 2016 or 2017. So it's been gone for a couple of years. Well, it, it brings back. You know, we talked about it a little bit last week. We didn't get that far into it, but 2012 again we're going to see things throughout this series and this season where it's like, Ooh, like you couldn't say that today. You yeah. couldn't do that today. And this just furthers that point. Like they scrubbed an entire episode that had been on the air. I mean, probably for years until 2016 or 17 or whenever the article came out that it was scrubbed, but we're in a different time. Like yeah. things are now I do like, the 2012 references. I love the 2012 fashion style. Like yeah. Alex was out at the bar in like the Caribbean in a hundred degree heat, rocking a fucking beanie. Oh, I hated that. I hated that. We I saw it right away. And I'm like, look at that with those eyebrows. And he's I'm got a, that beanie on. Like, yeah. what are you doing? And he's trying to get that hair under control, man. I think that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he probably ran out of hair gel. He uses a whole tube on it just to spike it up. I think he just sticks his head out of the front of the boat. Like as waves are coming by, <laughs> it just makes that's his great. hair stick up like that. <laughs> but I, I am very anti beanie in warm weather it, it drives me nuts it's not practical it doesn't look cool no i'm a sweaty dude so like you'll see beads of sweat dripping yeah. down in the middle of the winter if you're wearing if a, beanie a beanie on. in warm weather you're doing too much you're yeah. trying too hard knock it off because i i don't care for it let's get back below deck i was actually going to intro with a uh, pirate reference again like a pirate phrase yeah but did that I, do well last week did we know? i um I don't know. I haven't heard from anybody. If, it's like your Robha thing. You didn't see any Ahoy no Mates. Yeah, no one said Ahoy or like, ha ha, I loved the intro. So maybe it fell flat. I don't know. It felt good. I think you should keep doing it. Oh, Avast, ye scurvy. There we go. All right. <laughs> we got to get one of those in an episode. Yeah, before, we, before we're allowed on the boat. Um, <laughs> so we're back um, on my honor. And you already referenced it. You know, CJ and Sam apparently hook up. We're going to see this relationship kind of blossom throughout this, this season, if you or want not. to say that. Yeah, or lack thereof. But uh, it's just funny because like, as the episode goes on, we see they do a lot of cut scenes on Below Deck, which I appreciate because you get instant feedback from both parties. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of that with CJ and Sam, and it's hysterical because they're talking to Sam. Cass talking to Sam, and it's like, oh, you, you hooked up. You made out with him. She's like, yeah. No, 
I don't know. Like, I don't really remember. Like, she plays that card, which, of course, you remember. Like, yeah. you're lying right now. But she asked, like, was he a good kisser? She's like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't really remember. Like, I don't really remember. Yeah. And um, flash to CJ, and he's like, I can tell, dude. She really likes me. <laughs> <laughs> he did that like two or three more times too, I which just, is so funny. And like, this is obviously like early Bravo or at least early. This is the first season for them. So to see the Bravo producers and editors are on their point right then and there, like that's, that's good. I like to see that. Yeah. They've been on their shit since day one, apparently. Yeah. But um, we get a little run through of the guests. Um, I love that part of the show where like you get a whole breakdown of who we get to see on the boat, like who's about to, enter our world and this guy i guess was like a early google guy yeah they, or something. and it's adrian's friend so oh, yeah. right off the bat we're like oh fuck this is gonna be tough and she's singing his praises like, uh -huh. she's and like, she's simon's the best simon's great and she hugs him all intimately when he gets on and she's like rubbing his shoulder and we're like oh God. that was like, intimate the hug that simon gave her was aggressive it was gropey yeah. it was even sam was like yeah that was like pretty gropey of a hug and i feel like sam in that situation and really any situation that adrian's going to be in she's always going to look at it negatively for sure but i mean the rest of us at home like we understand how like i don't like adrian i think she's too uptight she's weird and seeing her in a situation like this right away i was like oh no. yeah god no it may it skeeved me out yeah uh, even like knowing like that it. she had like and i'm jumping around a little bit but like knowing that she had a boyfriend or didn't if you ask sam and seeing him talk to her, he seemed like a normal guy. He was like giving her like real, like world advice as to what's going on. Cooper, his name yeah. is Cooper. First or last name? Oh, interesting. Well, that's what they were talking about. Sam and Cat were talking about that. Like, who saves somebody's oh, last? God, like, right, if you if it's your right. boyfriend, what are you calling you him by call his, last his last name? name. Um, but he seemed pretty real. But that hey, to that, Colleen calls you Sean. Yeah, right? she doesn't call you Shooter. She's no, one of the few people my first in name. the world. <laughs> That doesn't call you Sean. Yeah, I mean, my whole family, you know, people who knew me before high school, people who knew me after high school. You call know. you Sean? Yeah. You don't introduce yourself as Shooter? Absolutely not. Ah, you're an idiot. It's my stage name. It, no, it's not. That's your name name. It is now. When people say Sean around me, I don't know who they're talking about. I have to like, be <laughs> like, who? I'm like, oh yeah, Shooter. But anyway, besides the point. Um, so yeah, so the, the guests come on, obviously post weird Adrian hug interaction. And you can tell the rest of the crew is just like dismal. They're like, ooh, Adrian's friends. These are going to be some weird people. I don't like how they're coming on. The energy that they were portraying when they came on was weird. The one woman, I don't know who she was to Simon, but she immediately has Sam unpacking everything. And all of the clothing is still tagged. It's like she went to Bloomingdale's and just got everything, like a whole wardrobe. And she had... As Sam says, like 50 linen shirts and dresses that she had to then iron. Linen in humid weather packed into a bag. That's well, a fucking linen, nightmare. Linen in humid weather. Uh, yeah, it packed into a bag. That's sure. what I mean. It wrinkles. But wearing it makes sense. In oh, no. I'm not saying yeah. the wearability. I'm saying getting it prepared to wear out. And these charters are what? Two or three days? Tops? No, I think some of them were weak. This was not a week. No. but unless they, they, unless they don't film the whole thing. Probably. But the when... They introduced us to, you know, sort of like the rundown of how it all works. They said it's about $100,000 for a week. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you have to rent no, it. No, I mean, well, the first, first charter was 24 hours because well, they found drugs. Because they <laughs> did cocaine and got kicked yeah. off the boat. But uh, regardless, you don't need 50 items of clothing on no. a boat, especially if you're not really leaving the boat because the one time they do leave the boat, and we'll get there in a minute, but... The only time they leave the boat, they immediately come back because they're too stuck up to go to like an island bar. Yeah. And like get a burger and just like shut the fuck up for a minute. But whatever. Let's start with the breakfast because we instantly start seeing where these issues are going to start popping up with this crew. And for the record, like I was scratching my skin off watching this episode because of these people. I couldn't stand their behavior. I thought it was disgusting. It was, it was deplorable. And like those are the kinds of people that I dislike more than anybody on the planet. I will say one thing about these people. Sam made them, I, I, I mean, this is before, obviously, the whole thing with the cat happens, but Sam made these people out to be white trash rich people because they wanted her to unpack their clothing for her. Yeah, she said. Like, seriously, like, Sam, this is your job. You're the lowest of the totem pole. So that's where I can actually, like, side with Adrian a little bit, and I say that lightly, but 
every single task that Sam is given, there is some kind of retort where she's not thrilled. And it's like, she literally says the sentence, you know, it's 75 degrees and sunny and we're in the Caribbean and it's beautiful out. And like, I wouldn't know because I'm stuck. Like, no, at that point, like, yeah, you're stuck below deck because it's your fucking job. Like, yeah, like that's laundry. That's what she doesn't understand. And thankfully we had, and I'm starting to realize that Alex, maybe Alex and Ben are sort of like the voices of reason. I mean, you get Eddie comes in sometimes and he helps out, but like Eddie's for the most the comic part, relief. He is. He's comic relief. That's a good role for him. But Alex was in the laundry room when Adrian was talking to Sam. And the last time that we had an Adrian-Sam confrontation when they were having dinner, Alex stuck up for Sam and said, Adrian needs to back the fuck off. This is free time right now. We don't talk about work. Don't get on her right now. It's not doesn't make any sense. He's there again. And he's like, I'm starting to see why Sam is a thorn in the side of Adrian. Like Adrian yeah. comes down and just wants her to do her job. And Sam's giving all these ridiculous answers and sarcasm and everything like that. and. Literally, all she has to do, she's like, I'm going to be stuck inside all day just unpacking clothes and stuff. And like, so what? That's, That's your, job. your job. That's the title that comes with being a stew. Like, whatever they ask for, no matter how annoying, you have to do it. Mm -hmm. So at that point, like, I'm on Ben's side here because when Ben gets asked to make something different or somebody doesn't like his food or whatever, he has a little brief moment of like, what the fuck? And then he just does it. And because like he goes up to see the guest and he's like, yeah, what, well, what do you want? And the mm -hmm. guy wants like the most basic bitch omelet I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. And you're on a fucking, what did he say? He said half, half white, half white, <laughs> half white with American cheese and, and like, bacon and bacon. And there's nothing wrong with a good bacon omelet. Don't no, get me but wrong. They... American cheese slaps, but just because he brings out a frittata and this is where I actually agree with like the, they are classless. It's like, if you don't understand the food that's in front of you, like what's a frittata? What do you mean? What's a frittata? I'm well, not saying that everyone in the world knows what a frittata no. is, but if you're like fancy and you go to like nice restaurants or nice brunches, like I guarantee 90% of nice brunches either have a quiche or a frittata. Well, I'm, I'm willing to bet that Simon is, if not bankrupt, no longer this rich because it what i got from these guests was these are his friends from jersey that he brought down because they're from jersey at the, at the very I end like they gave that. their business card and he's like if you're ever in jersey give me a shout like fuck no but he brings his friends who are not rich he probably made a ton of money on google early and maybe he's probably not like a tech investor or anything like that he probably just won the lottery essentially and brought his loser friends on a trip. And it shows. And it definitely it shows. It totally shows. And like even the women at the... Sorry, not to cut you out, just real quick. Like, at the breakfast table, the one woman is like, you need to get on them about serving us. Like, we shouldn't be reaching across the table. It's like, it's a, it's a serve yourself situation. She was complaining that her coffee wasn't piping hot. Yeah. Like, like what? Under, understand that, you know... Have a little grace. Give them a little grace. You're on a fucking boat, like in St. Bart's. Like, just shut up and drink your probably still hot coffee. Yeah. And if there's four different frittatas laying out in front of you, you want somebody to walk over and pick out each individual slice that you want for your plate and do that with eight people? That's crazy. But they get done the breakfast, and, like, we get to see them kind of messing around with the, the toys on the boat. And then they're, like, laying out. and. This moment, like, really pissed me off. They're already a little drunk, you can tell, and they're all, like, sitting together. And he's like, Simon is laying on his back, and someone walks over and puts, like, sunscreen on his face, like, fucking war paint. And he goes, woo! And as a Native American, like, that's why I'm saying that. Yeah. But, like, not fucking cool. And then immediately after that, it's like, we could invade uh, the Steve. Steve guys. Like, we can get sticks and spears and invade the island. I was like, well, you know what this? he said, too? He was like, maybe not in these, like, nice shorts that we're wearing. And they pan down and he's got, like, some normal ass board shorts on. Yeah, he's wearing, like, that was the funniest part. And this is why I think that your theory of them being, like, new money slash, like, these guys are tagging along. Their idea of like class and fashion. My man's wearing affliction t-shirts off the, of a boat. Yeah, you're on a very 2012, 20 million dollar yacht. You are a Google exec or a Google early. I think he's just an investor. Yeah, 
and you're wearing a goddamn affliction t-shirt that says Valhalla on it when you get off of this yacht. Like I, the whole everything about them was embarrassing to me, and that the way they acted th- that you would think would be like one of their worst moments is like the Native American comments, but no, it wasn't even close. And like we'll get there, but the f- first dinner that they have, they have these like. Ben, I love Ben. Ben is such a great chef, and I love watching. I think I like this show honestly because of the kitchen scenes with Ben. Like I love yeah, watching he's, him work. Yeah, he puts together such a good dish, and you can see like how happy he is. Yeah, and, he and just... even like referring to this, which was what like it was mangoes, uh, lobster um, on a wonton, and it was like a... a play on a taco, but it was like and it had this cool like cilantro sauce, cilantro crema on top. It yeah. was awesome looking, and he was like, "This is you know, it's not the most exotic food in the world, but." You know, it's it's simple and it's good, and this is what they want. It's elevated, good, simple food. Elevated. All right. Yeah. Using that word see, now. I'm bringing it in. Ha <laughs> But the dude at the table, Steve, fucking Steve, is like, I don't want any of this. I love lobster, but like, I don't want. No, no. He said I would eat it. that white meat right there. I would eat that. That's what he said. I would, I eat, would that, eat that white meat. So right I didn't even there. know what it was. Yeah. He probably thought it was chicken. He's like a five-year-old that you have to lie to when you feed them food <laughs> and say that everything is chicken nuggets. Like, this eat your chicken, chicken and nugget? it's like lobster. Eat your chicken, it's crab. Like, just don't tell the five-year-old what they're eating and they're going to like it. That's kind of what he is. And he was like, I just want something simple. I'm a very plain guy. You know, I wrote that on my resume coming in or whatever, like my info card coming in. So they should know this. And now he's getting annoyed because they're giving him food that, again... Isn't that complicated? Isn't that exotic? You don't have to have like a really elevated palate for it. No. But here he is bitching and complaining because there's too much going on there. And all he, honestly, like all he really wanted was no cilantro and no mango, I guess. That's it. Because you could just take that off yourself, my guy. But like nothing makes me more frustrated, especially as a private chef. You can't claim you don't like it if you haven't tried it. Yeah. Like, you didn't even try it. You can't tell me that, like, I can't for the life of me imagine looking at that plate, that beautiful plate of food, and be like, that can't be good. Like- no, he pulled a chef. <laughs> honestly, like, chef does the same things. He's like, I'm a plain guy. I know what I like. And everybody gives him shit. And he's like, I've tried these things before. And it's like, and somebody even said, and out of these people, which is ridiculous to even think they have any logic, they said something to Steve. And they're like, Steve, you don't know if you like it. Why don't you try it? He's like, I've tried it before. Yeah, I don't so like I it. It's like, tried, it. tried what? Like, when have you ever had this? They don't when make you this. you had it because he says, I just, I don't want it with the guacamole on it. Yeah. Like, and how are you going to look at that green Well, no. And, and then they... somebody said it's, it's wasabi. It's and wasabi. then he goes, wasabi, I don't care what it is. I don't want it. Yeah. It's like, dude, I don't think you know what any of you these things are. You know what he lands on? And I almost had a heart attack. He brings him out the lobster plain and he dips it in fucking ketchup. Oh my god! He thought it was chicken again. That just that that, that reiterates what I'm point. saying. That yeah. really does. Like he's a five year old that's he's... only eating chicken nuggets. I'll dip my chicken finger in my ketchup. Yeah. Like I almost lost it when I saw him dip lobster, and I have to imagine this is like the freshest of the fresh, just caught from the water that you are sitting in. Yep. They probably bought that shit from a dude on the shore, and you dipped it in. Heinz 57, that's ludicrous. That is disrespectful to the lobster itself. Yeah, it is. But I could do this all. I could start my own podcast about just this <laughs> dinner and their interactions with his food, but I'm not going to do that to you. Sam and Kat are having a little powwow, like a little intimate moment in their um, quarters. And Sam has hung like photos all over her room of her family. And there's one in the bathroom, I guess, of her sister who passed away. We find out and they start talking about, you know, how did she pass? And I thought Kat was a little too invasive with her questioning. I didn't think so. I thought she was being nice. I no, no, I, she was genuine. Like there was yeah. a, it was a heartfelt moment. I don't think she was being malicious. I don't think right. she was trying to be rude. I think just we're like, so used to the housewives. The, like there's definitely an agenda yeah. here. No, 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 I don't think there was any agenda. I think she was genuinely trying to connect and just be sweet to her. It was just like, she had no, she was very uncouth, if you will. Oh, I right. like that. Yeah. Because she's like, did you have to identify the body? It's like, well, you don't really have to answer yeah, that. Like, no, that's fucking wild. <laughs> that's too far. Like Sam just, or yeah, Sam just told Kat that she had to go see the body and like give her a kiss goodbye. And she was like, she was ice cold. And Kat's like, oh, you had to go identify. The, like, oh, Jesus, no, she Kat. asked her before that. Then she. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, right, it was yeah. right before that. And she, she said, 
did your parents have to go identify the body? Yeah. And she said, I had to go. And she said, oh my God, you had to go? And like asked her about the experience doing it. And that was that conversation. But yeah, I thought she was a little too invasive. That is a little too specific. Yeah. But it was a sweet moment because Kat's, you know, Kat's crying and Sam's not. And yeah. And Sam's like, you're going to make me cry. And she's like, it's okay. It, it's okay to cry. Yeah. And like you have this moment and you hear more about why Sam got into yachting. Mm-hmm. And it's because of her sister, because at her funeral, she said that people from all over the world came out to pay their respects, which like really touched her because she had no idea and her family had no idea that she touched this many lives and it yeah. kind of inspired her to try out the yachting world. And it's just nice to like connect even with Sam that I'm not really enjoying that much. I think she kind of sucks. Like Adrian's way worse, but Sam's not easy to get along with either from a employee standpoint. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to hear some insight into like, you know, maybe why she acts the way she does and maybe like, and also just like how she got into it. But I don't know if that's necessarily any excuse for her behavior. No, 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 no. It's not at all. I'm just saying I, I like to understand why the behavior is happening. I, yeah, not I get to that. excuse the behavior. Well, I will say one thing and then I'll lead into our next topic because I want to ask you, but I'm probably going to get some shit for this and maybe I'm heartless, but... I just didn't care about that scene. I was like, get me back to the action. I want more boating. I want more of the guests. I want more of the shit that's going on. And I get like, you have to have something like this to get to know the crew, like you said, but I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, but I'm the type of guy that like during a movie, I want all action or like all plot, like not these little side stories, like character development, I guess you're saying you're shallow. I think I might be shallow. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, like the love scenes and I'm like, oh, I don't fucking care. Get back to the main storyline. Like enough of this. Okay. Well, so I do that all the time. Before you said that, where it's just like, uh, this is how you are and who you are to my point previously. Like I like to figure out, you know, behaviors just so sure. I can. So thank you for that. But I was going to say that maybe that's because of the style of show where it's like, you get in, get out, like the crews change from season to season and it's a new guest every day. So, or every episode. So maybe that's why it could be. No, no, it's not. You've already said it's not. That, that was my <laughs> point. Like I was going to give you the benefit of the doubt before you shot yourself in the foot. So. No, I, I don't think I shot myself in the foot. You know, this is just preferences by me, but I will say going into this, I want to ask you something. And I think we should do this as like a week to week type of thing. Okay. What are your current power rankings? Uh, power rankings. Okay. Yeah. Ben first and foremost. I don't yep. think that's going to change. Um, Dave. Okay. Because he's, you know, he's always cool, calm, collected. Yep. Dave and Eddie. Honestly, I think. Put them that, together. Honestly, yeah, I would say. Like, I think like, those guys are second. Yeah. Um, third is Alex. Because I honestly, he gets a. Captain Lee is not being hard on him in a productive way. He's just kind of being, he's a kind dick of being a him. dick, you know, like with the bow thing I get where he's standing on like the front of the boat as they're pulling out. And he's like, would you stand on the hood of your car? Yeah, when but he doesn't driving? call him, He doesn't have to call him a fucking idiot. No, but he didn't call him a fucking idiot to his face. At least. No, he said it to Nash, but still, but I, my, like that I was understanding of, but like then when he's doing the anchor thing, like Eddie wasn't giving a hand signal. He's like, I'm getting two different hand signals. You guys need to figure it out. Yeah. Eddie was just Eddie holding was out the back. Yeah, he was yeah. holding out the radio. Right. And he's like, but he's so hypercritical of Alex. And I mm-hmm. think it, it's 100% what Alex said in episode one, where he's like, look, I know I'm young. I catch a lot of shit for the fact that like I got my captain's license at 19. Yep. And I need to his credit. Like he's extremely self-aware to the point where it's like, I know I need to like work my way up. I got yeah. like, he's do, doing everything correctly. Down. He even says like, I think that Captain Lee's disrespectful, but I respect my elder. So I'm going to just nod my head and keep quiet. Like he gets how it works. Like he's putting in like the effort. And I appreciate that he's standing there when Eddie's holding the um, walkie up in the air like that. That's because Alex is taking the time to give him hands-on experience where he's like, look, this is what we look for. This is how we do it. I'm going to do it with you. Mm -hmm. And when we're done, I'm going to say great job because gratitude goes a long way. And in this industry, we see somebody, it's nice to have the juxtaposition of, Adrian doing it her way and Alex doing it his way because you see how people are responding to Adrian. Like she is very much to micromanage and point, 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 go do this, go do that, go do this. Right. And then she sits in the background where Alex is more go get him with it. And he's like, look, we're going to jump in this together. I'm going to show you how to do it. We're going to high five and go our merry way. Like, yeah, for sure. So who do you have after that? Um, sorry for that tangent, but 
After that, it's Cat, but in a positive way. It's just like I like the other guys better so far, but I love Cat. And then we get to, you know, Sam. No, CJ, then Sam, then Adrian. And Captain Lee, I think, I don't know if he really counts in the power rankings. I think he counts. I'm going to put him in mine. Okay, let me hear yours. Yeah, I've got Ben at the top, Alex second, and then we'll put Eddie and Dave together. Yep. And then I'm going to go CJ, although he drives me crazy because the dude constantly has his shirt off. And when he was at the bar the one time and he's talking, he's like, oh, yeah, like, just been boating my whole life. You know, that's just my lifestyle. Like, fuck you. But (laughs) I mean, for him, like, he's not annoying enough to go lower down. It's really just like picking your poison after that. Yeah. Then I'll throw in Captain Lee behind CJ because Captain Lee's getting on my nerves. He's too critical of Alex and he's being kind of a dick to everyone. He saved himself a little bit in the cat situation, which we'll get to. But I'll throw Cat, Adrian, then Sam. Okay. Sam's still so low. I can't stand her disrespect. Wow. You're, you're more out on Sam than you are on Adrian? Yeah, I think Sam's a loser. Like, she's just constantly disrespecting Adrian. Like, I get where Adrian's coming from in, like, 60% of the time. Like, yeah, she's a little too hard on her. But I think she's kind of moved on and, like, grown a little bit, whereas Sam's still just stuck in her, like, fuck Adrian. She's third steward. I can't. Like... Stop. I don't understand. Like, yes, you have to live with these people. Yes, you have to see them every day. But like, that doesn't mean that she's not your boss anymore. So no, like learn your job, do your job, stop complaining. Enough of your shit. So she's lowest on the totem pole, like by far. I don't even have her close to anybody else. So I love that you just said all that because as you know, and as anyone that listened to Brona's episode one, I'm deeper into below deck now. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to hear your power rankings, like five, six, seven. Yeah, that's why I want to do this every week, just to. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I actually, I'm glad that I watched it, so I have a different viewpoint. Because, had you asked me after the first three or four episodes, mm-hmm. I would have said the exact same thing that you. I was okay. saying that thing, the same sentence to Dev. So, oh, this will be fun. Yeah, let's be good. I will also say, like in defense of Captain Lee, I'm not a big Captain Lee fan. I think he's over the top as well, but. Most of the scenes that we get him in are scenes where he is like on. He is actually physically working in those mm-hmm. moments. You'll see throughout the season, like you get cut scenes with Captain Lee where you see like a nicer guy come out, but you really don't see it other than these cut scenes. Yeah. So I don't know if we get a fair shake of Captain Lee. I agree. I'm not the biggest Captain Lee fan, mm-hmm. but I will say like there's moments where you like see him kind of warm and nice. You're like, Oh, like I didn't even know he had that side. So we'll see. But after that we go, um, everyone wakes up because Simon's blowing a fucking air horn across the boat. But after the obnoxious wake up call, um, we're going for a beach picnic. And after the lunch, it was actually the one redeemable moment for Simon because he goes in to see Ben. He's like, hey, we're going to go to shore tonight for dinner. So whatever you're going to make for us, just make it for your crew. Like, relax, have a nice night. So the crew gets like this beautiful filet dinner and mm-hmm. like they're all happy because they get the evening off. And you get the, again, the cut scenes are awesome because now you cut over to the guests and they pull up to this. Um, this is where he's wearing his like bedazzled like Ed Hardy t-shirt. We've gone from affliction to Ed Hardy now. Big time 2012. Yeah, like a huge 2012 moment. And he goes, you know, they, they all go to this beach bar and they're complaining the minute they get off the boat. Like, this is it. Like, this doesn't look classy, blah, blah, blah. Flashback to the boat and they're talking about this is like the second best meal you've ever made other than like the sea bass and flashback to the restaurant. Like, well, if they're not going to have this and they don't have this, then we're just going to go back to the boat and I will agree with the lady because she's like, I don't understand. We left a, a five-star five star chef. chef yeah. to, and I agree with that. I'm like, if you're paying all this money and you have that guy on board, like, yeah, I would never eat anywhere Well, else. they also got to the restaurant, like, towards the end of the night. Like, they left late. They even said that. They got there and they were getting ready to close before oh, they sat they? down. Yeah. Oh, I didn't to, realize like, that. To, like, have some sort of sense and be like, I, maybe that's on the crew. Maybe that's less on the actual no, guests. I but like. Have some sense, like, all right, if you want to go to the island, you want to go have a good time. I don't know if they wanted to, like, go out or anything afterwards or if they just wanted dinner and go Leave back to the five, boat. you know? Yeah, like, Leave go get lunch. Or, hey, have dinner on the boat. You, like the one woman said, you have a five-star chef on the boat. You know there's fillets on deck, which we find out later they knew. Get after that and then go out. Like, I don't understand the thinking here when you're paying this kind of money 
why would you go to a restaurant that you don't know that you know it might not be up to snuff if you have this on the boat waiting for you so that was a dumb move by them it was really dumb and yeah. this is where i get confused because we had that this is another moment where it's going back and forth between sam and cj and all of their shit and i i'm assuming it's a cut scene from a different time because eddie and cj are sitting top deck with a beer you're not allowed to drink on charter that means 24 7 the minute the guests enter the boat you are on charter until they leave the boat to depart like yeah so it must have been a cutscene. it had to have been yeah. but um yeah if you haven't noticed i notice alcohol every time it's on screen yeah it's fine. <laughs> but back at the restaurant they're they're fed up so they're like you know what fuck this we're leaving we're going back to the boat they had just gotten done eating. Like everyone's in that like post dinner, like food coma. They just had this awesome meal and the walkie hits like, boop. Hey, they're coming back and they want dinner. Well, thankfully CJ had his walkie still on. I know. everyone else Because they looked, off. they looked at Kat and Sam and they're like, maybe you should turn your walkies on. So you know, these things he's like, I just heard it in my ear. They're coming back and they're sitting around like relaxing. They're probably expecting like at least two more hours, three more hours mm -hmm. to themselves to kind of like decompress maybe catch up on the laundry and the unpacking for Sam. But yeah, here we go. They'll be back in 15 minutes. Get on your nighttime attire. Get ready for everything. Like we're going to give them food. Ben, get back in the kitchen. And Ben's like, fuck, I guess. Like I'll throw something together for them. And here they come up. And the first thing Simon says was, he's like, so what were you guys really doing? Asking Sam. And Sam's like, oh, you know, just like kind of hanging out, like resting. No, no. What were you really doing? And I know you're a bad liar, he says to her. And she's like, well, you know, we ate dinner. What'd you eat? Like really grilling her. So, no, she's like, we had some fillets. Yeah. He's like, I knew it. And then the one lady's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like Simon told them to eat the fillets. Yeah. How are you going to have that kind of reaction? I guess he didn't specifically say eat the fillets. He but said, he eat did, the dinner you're going to prepare for us. Which Simon being the ringleader of this whole circus should have known what was on the menu for that night. So if he's sitting there, he could have quietly told everybody else like hey i told them to eat whatever was on tap for tonight they're probably gonna have fillets just so you know but yeah it adds insult to injury because they just had to leave a restaurant knowing that there was nothing on the menu anymore they couldn't get what they wanted so they come back and they're furious and yeah that one woman over and over like are you serious are you kidding me are you serious like shut up yeah like, enough and then it just i mean we go downhill real quick because the first comment that Simon makes is, did you, all three of these girls have really nice tits? He asked Dave. No, no, not yet. Oh, no, this nope. is pre-Dave. The first okay. thing he says is to like the table in general, like all three of these girls have really nice tits. And then fast forward, Kat's standing there and he asked Dave, did you notice that she has really nice tits? And Dave's like, I keep my eye level a little bit higher. And it's yeah. like, I can't imagine a moment like that where a man would think that that is an okay thing to say. I right. don't care if you're paying $100,000 for a two-day trip. I don't care if you're paying a million dollars for a two-day trip. Like These are people. They are employees on the boat that you're working on. And he objectifies her to the point where he's like, go get me a flashlight. I'm going to show you something really cool. But as this whole scene is kind of unfolding, like Cat dips below deck real quick and the minute she grabbed the vita coco i was like oh, i know what she's doing yeah she and turned she the camera slugs it and now oh, she slugs it first and then she turns the camera mm -hmm. away and i was like well she's drinking and she is not the kind of person that can have one or two and not be noticeable like the instant that she walks out of her cabin she's fucking hammered and noticeably so like she starts yelling and laughing and carrying on and she's like, talking to cj with her accent yeah, and it's she, funny because like these people have lived together for three weeks four weeks however long it's been they've been around each other constantly they've gone out together they've had to work together so they know each other's tendencies and what they do and cj immediately said like i know what to look for with cat when she starts drinking and the accent comes the out. accent comes out mm -hmm. she's she gets louder She's joking. She laughs at everything. And this is what it is. And CJ's just sitting there like, I don't know what you want me to do. And Adrian knows right away. Like Adrian comes around, looks at CJ and she's like, was she drinking? Do you think she's drinking? Yep. So I don't know if somebody told Adrian and then she came and checked on CJ or if Adrian had kind of seen it herself. But Adrian seems to always be looking at things. She's like a fucking hawk with these girls. But she comes back. CJ's like, I'm not going to say anything. I don't know. So leave it at that. But Adrian's like, 
crying in the laundry room like i don't know what to do well, with her she's gonna lose her and i thought that that was actually like a nice moment i guess for her where she's like actually concerned about her crewmate or she's concerned because cat's clearly like a better crewmate yeah like she's a much yeah better if this was sam, sam she'd be like get her out yeah she would have whacked her immediately but because it's cat like she shows genuine concern in that moment and this is why i very quickly realized that was for selfish reasons because we go back to the whole scene upstairs, and this time Kat goes back up, and now she's drunk. And this is when he starts doing the flashlight thing and starts asking about the CCs. This is when that comes up. And she, at this point, is so fed up, she's, like, just answering the questions. And just, like, but begrudgingly, you can tell, like, she's doing it in not where she's actually answering, but she's actually, like, upset about it. Well, we've had this discussion with Kat before in the first episode with Johnny Eyelash where she felt so bad because she thought she ruined the whole trip right. for the guests. So she really doesn't have that line where she's like, all right, I need to make sure the guests are happy. I need to make sure they're happy. And when they cross that line, she gets really uncomfortable, but she doesn't stop helping the guests. Yeah, so she, she doesn't really know when to turn it off and be like, no, I can't do this. So she doesn't have like that limit. So it gets her into these situations all the time where she gets really hard on herself. She gets very emotional. Now she's drinking and possibly taking Xanax because she said that she had that. And here she is just like in this gray area answering these questions to these fucking like perverts. Yeah. And with ben, the women sitting there like that was probably his wife and like his friend and his wife and so on and so forth. And they're sitting there like the wives are like in dismay. Like, what the fuck are you kind doing? Of, but they kind can't. Of. But this just furthers the thing of. Simon paid for this whole thing, so he's just doing whatever the fuck he wants, and nobody can say a word about it, like with the air horn, like with everything else that he's doing. So they're just like letting him go and not really trying to stop they him. They don't try to reel him in at all. They just no. like passively say like, oh, like bring it in, bring it in. But like they don't really mean it. And thank God Ben was there because he like realizes, oh, like we need to get her off the deck, like get her off of service, send her to bed. And this is where Adrian shows that it was selfish about being worried about Kat. Because she's talking to Ben and she's like defending Simon. The scene that was going on upstairs was appalling. Yeah. It was really, really gross. And for her to even try to defend, she's like, well, I didn't hear the conversation. It's like, you don't have to, okay? And this dynamic, whether you know these people or not, you are chief stew. Your job is to protect your crew, period. And instead of doing that, she does the opposite because she goes to talk to Kat about it. And she says, you're a big girl. Like, you can tell him that you, like, tell him to leave you alone. Like, he doesn't control your actions. It's like, that's your fucking response. No, she You're was... going to victim blame yeah. after they're upstairs, like, degrading her, sexualizing her. Like, this is her job. She doesn't feel safe at her job to the point that she jeopardized her job by drinking. And Kat has been on the show for a few seasons, or at least season two. Like, she's a very good stew. Like, people like working with her. She works hard. So for you to push her to the point where she would jeopardize her career by drinking and you're going to take their side because you know the guy and you're defending a dude that groped you on the way in, like this really didn't sit well with me. And the fact that she could even kind of defend it was she's as bad as they are. No, and honestly, like when we knew that these guests were coming on and that they were friends of Adrian, that's my first thought was, oh, fuck, like Adrian's going to be either super uptight with everybody making sure everything's perfect which she did but we didn't really see like a lot of pushback except for sam and she's gonna take the guest side if things get ugly and that's exactly what she did she she was victim blaming like you said which is fucking terrible to do because you can see cats in this state of like hysteria like freaking out yeah. like why is this happening i don't know what to do do i keep them happy do i look out for myself I feel like I have no backup from my boss, Adrian. Regardless of the drinking part, like Ben, I think would have been like, we need to pull her off service, period. Like, yeah. Even if she was completely sober. If and Ben's seasoned. That, Ben's very yeah. seasoned. So he understands like these things happen. Like these guests, they'll get drunk, they'll get rowdy. And the first thing they look at, especially if it's a group of guys and there's girls on the ship, they're going to look to them. And they're going to objectify. And like, and it's happened. It already happened the first episode with those yeah. model guys. And now it's happening again. And thank God Ben stepped in because it didn't look like anybody else was going to. It she really was just didn't. hanging out there in, in limbo. I think Dave, it hits his first yachting yep. trip. So I think he is not sure where the line is of like what you put up with. And Ben, like you said, like he gets like, okay, we need to change this dynamic real quick. Get her off service. Like the drinking, I don't think played a part. I mean, it did obviously, but it, it was irrelevant. Like they would have pulled it regardless. And I Adrian, agree. Yeah. 
is defending them. And then like fast forward to the next day and you know, Kat's trying to gauge the damage. Like she's trying to figure out like how fucked she is. Like if people really knew she's trying to figure out what the dynamic is now between her and Adrian. And they have like a really awkward conversation where Kat's like, you seem off. Like something seems off. Can we talk about it? And Adrian's like, no, we can't. So she's like stuck in this limbo waiting to hear what's going on, waiting to hear how Adrian really feels about it. Luckily, thank God, the guests are leaving. Like we're done with Simon and crew. Like I, I couldn't watch. It wasn't even entertaining for me. It was just gross. It was no, like it was gross, and, like 30 minutes of television. And it worked out well for this podcast episode because it was two episodes of the same crew, same yeah, guests so and everything. So like in. we can lump it all together. But yeah, I mean, to your point, like Kat's just sitting there and thank, I mean, I, it was weird that Sam was even there. Like, why would she bring Sam in to talk to Kat about something that Kat did? I think that was her not understanding what it means to be a boss. And I like, think that's true. And we she see was that trying a lot. To like make it a point to be like, I'm going to reprimand her in front of you so you know. Well, she but, started off by reprimanding them for not doing all of the things that, that she asked, that them, she to asked them to do. And Sam gives a great like, opinion on how to make it better. I mean, she didn't take the best tact when no. she did it, but... She's like, why don't we have a three-person rotation? Or at the very least, like two and a half. Like, do something. Yeah, don't just sit there writing down your to-do lists for us to do. Yeah. and Write them down. Yeah. Make a copy. You keep one. And you knock off some things on those lists. And then maybe we'll be able to keep up the task. Sam is slower than the other ones. Like, even Kat called her out. was like, you know, sometimes I think you move too slow. And that being said, like, Adrian... Take a note from Alex, Mm -hmm. like jump in there and help them out. Not only will you gain their respect, but you will get the job done faster. Of course, we need one more gross moment with Simon because Adrian's hugging him and she's like, were you going to shake my hand? He goes, no, I was going to grab your tit. Like... Are you fucking kidding me? And, and like, she laughed at that. She laughed. And that was when I was like, you, after what happened last night, and you hear that from him, you can't then be like, oh, I messed up. I need to apologize to Kat. Like, yep. yeah, she's still in trouble for drinking on Charter. However, I need to come at this differently because clearly this was a bigger issue. No. In one ear, out the other. Ha ha, Simon. And the fucked up part is you would think that after putting up with all this nonsense, they'd get tipped out. Like we see some tips that are 15K, 20K, like $18,000 and everyone gets over a grand yep. for like a three-day job. They tip $10,000, which means everyone gets 900 bucks. They put up with all of that shit for $900. Not only that, but they thought going in, which is a normal thing to think, they thought going into it, okay, this is Adrian's friends, so we're going to make sure that everything's up to snuff. We're going to make sure that everything's perfect for this group because we know that we're going to get tipped out more because they're Adrian's friends. And this guy's Google rich. Like, we expect all of this money to come through, and we worked our asses off for these three days, four mm-hmm. days, however long it was, and all of the things that went wrong, but we tried to keep it afloat, and we got everything going. And yeah, they get $900 each, and they're just sitting there like, why did we work so hard? And Adrian, cut to her confessional, is defending it. Oh, this yeah. is this normal. is a normal tip. This is a normal tip. I don't know who you guys think you work for, or whatever the fuck she said, but like again, siding with Simon. Like, yeah. does the guy is he your sugar daddy? Is he sending you money on the side? Like, what he might f- be? Like, I don't understand. At that point, like maybe she's very cognizant of the fact that he's gonna see the episode. Probably, but I did like one thing from the tipping. Um, Captain Lee asked if anybody wanted to put their money in a safe to protect it from themselves. Yeah. And Kat goes, I probably should have done that last time because I have nothing left. Yeah, that was actually really funny. But they're all, you know, they got to do the whole cleanup. They got to get the boat ship shape, which I honestly just realized that's what that means. Yeah. Get the boat ship shape. So anytime someone's I actually kind of like those shape, scenes too, when they're like washing everything they're, and cleaning everything up and getting it ready. Like, I enjoy that. therapeutic about it. Yeah. Like to watch. Yeah, I agree with that. But we get to see that Adrian's boyfriend, Coop, is a real human being. They are Skyping. Um, the first thing he said when he got on the, the Skype was, I beat your dad's ass in golf today. Yeah. I'm like, that's funny. Yeah, I like this guy. And I like them even more because... He starts like talking to Adrian. He's like, look, because I guess whatever he does, he's, he's 
somewhat high up, like as people under him, he's like, look, if you want this to go better, you need to be more understanding. You mm-hmm. need to talk to them. You need to listen to them. You need to be in a place where you can like, not necessarily take criticism, but just connect with them more. And you're not doing that. So he's actually on the side of the crew. And you would think that that would hit home. No, it goes to Adrian's cutscene, and she's like, you know, he's not even on my side. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, she is more upset with him not agreeing with her than listening to now multiple people have told her, like, you're not doing it right. No, they must be wrong. I'm right. Like, what a narcissist. And you would think that that would carry over to the next scene where she and, and thankfully Kat did the right move. She wasn't getting anywhere with Adrian, talking to her about, you know, what happened the night before. Did she drink? Was she doing this? And she just said, you know what, Adrian, I'm not going to talk to you about it. I don't feel comfortable telling you. I'll just go talk to the captain yeah, myself. Talk to captain Smart move. So Adrian goes, uh, okay, fine. I'll, uh, yeah, all right, fine. I'll go with you. So she still needs to be in that room. I guess, you know, she's her boss. It's fine. But this is where Captain Lee kind of redeemed a little bit where he lost in the beginning where he was chastising Alex. He sits there, listens to Kat go through it has a logical response and says, you know, I, I'd like to see your prescription just to make sure that yeah. it's legit and you didn't just buy Xanax or whatever from some guy before you left. And then we'll, we'll reassess it. But that is a really uncomfortable situation to be in. I'm sorry that happened to you. Shake it off. You know, let's go have some fun, free time for everybody. We can get the cl- uh, boat all cleaned up and we'll hit the club. We'll hit the bar, whatever. And I thought that was great by Captain Lee to actually be a people person which we haven't too. seen before no i know and and this is what i say like you get those different scenes yeah. where he's not on the clock where he does like act like an actual human being not a robot captain yeah but i mean you can quite clearly see like at least i could like that was not medicinal like she was clearly boozing and like i, I think she did both honestly and she might have which might have made it worse and that's yeah. why it was such a quick like spiral like mm-hmm. but everything's clear and like all good and captain lee says all right like just be aware of it next time like don't take it if you know that that might happen which is fair they're all going out so they're everyone's getting ready to go you would think the cat would sit this one out she does not in fact she goes the exact opposite direction and we get a cut to the bar and everyone's kind of you know chatting drinking and cats climbing a fucking pole to the ceiling like, and Captain Lee cut to him. He's like, ah, oh, I hope she's wearing underwear. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny to see Captain Lee at the bar, too, because it shows, like you said, he's not just a robot captain. He's actually a person. So to see him actually going out with the crew and, like, sitting there, maybe he's not talking to them, most likely. He's probably just sitting there keeping to himself. But to see him have that reaction to Cap was very funny with her on the stripper pole, kind of contemplating, do I oh, want to no, go That wasn't there? a do stripper pole. That was just, like, a beam that was in the bar. Well, they let her climb on it, so I'm going to think that that's probably a stripper oh. pole. Maybe, I mean, maybe people will strip on it, but it's a dancing pole. It's what a- do you want to call it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big silver pole in the middle of a bar. It's a stripper pole. Okay, fine. So then I, with Captain Lee and Kat doing their own thing on the other side, we get to see a little bit more of the dynamic between Sam and CJ, where Sam's meeting these nice guys, three guys, who knows if they're nice or not, I guess. And she's talking to the one guy and gets all of their names. CJ cuts right in and goes, oh, nice to meet you. And like says their names back to them. You can see they're already kind of annoyed because a guy you just missed the over. part where he walked by initially and says, keep flirting with these guys, Sam. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, it's just he's just so far removed because in his confessional, you see Sam talking about CJ's like a helicopter. He's like cock blocking me. I don't want anything to do with him. Like, leave me alone. Let me have my fun. He doesn't get it. Flash over to CJ. Yep. I think Sam's like, you know, our relationship's kind of blossoming. It's moving forward. It's growing. And I, I'm excited to see how it goes. Like, dude, you got to feel for take him a, a hint. little bit, honestly. Like, you're that blind, my guy. I don't know if he was drunk or like, yeah, maybe drunk. he is just blind. But when they get back to the uh, back to the boat after Sam strikes out because she can't hook up with these guys while CJ's just hawking her every move. He's draping himself all over her. She's trying to sleep. She said, I don't want to sleep in the room with you. I don't feel comfortable. And he's like, oh, okay. So she goes and lays out on the couch and he comes out and like climbs on top of her. And like tucks her in, like gives her a kiss on the head. And she's like, like, okay, go away. Like get out of here. And he's like, that's, you know, that's why I like you so much. Yeah. It's just creepy. It's so weird. And you know what? I'm going to bump him down on the pole too. He's down 
him and Sam belong together at the bottom of the pole. I, I like that. Yeah. I like that. And they're actually kind of a duo, like, yeah. regardless of the relationship. And you'll see as we get into it. But yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. But overall, thoroughly enjoying Below Deck. I really yeah. I like the quick turnaround. I like getting in with a new guest every episode. Obviously, we had the same guest for two episodes this time. But it's fun. I, I, I get it. I really, really understand is obviously because i got the season three i have slowed down i'm not really watching it avidly anymore because season three cast is not as fun i think as the first two maybe but, we skip over that one. Oh, maybe let's take a poll we'll just we'll yeah. get through this season we'll go through the second season so we get a different well, maybe we get through this boat. season then we might actually should we just oh maybe we'll do a different show that could be fun. Yeah, we'll get, uh, that's what we'll do. We'll get done this season, and we'll take a vote and see if you guys want us to continue Below Deck. Maybe go to a different Below Deck. Different maybe boat. a new Below Deck. I know there's Down Under just came yeah, out. Yeah, if we need so. a new captain. You know, you I heard he's hot. Hey, hey, I watched a couple episodes. He's a, he's a good-looking fella. Yeah, but hey. I, I agree with you. Like Below Deck is very watchable, super easy. My fiance and I even pointed out that with the early seasons, there's no commercials, so it just keeps going. It just flows. It just flows right through. It's a quick 40 minutes. You don't even realize what's going on. You're enjoying it. So, yeah, I'm happy we did this, and it gives the listeners a little bit more. You know, we always want to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, my last comment about Below Deck, it's funny because I feel like while they're working, like, I feel like I'm working, and, like, when they get to go out at the end, I also am kind of like, ah, like, I feel like I'm relaxed in those moments, because I'm like, huh, work's done, like, let's party. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we got for Below Deck. Um, remember to tune in on Friday for our normally scheduled uh, main episodes. We will continue our bonus episodes every week, um, like we just figured out organically. We will um, take a vote at the end of this season and see if we continue Below Deck or if we go elsewhere, but... Make sure you continue to follow us at brav underscore bros on Instagram. Follow us at brav underscore bros on Twitter. And then at brav bros on TikTok. No underscore there. Yeah, that's it for us. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys on Friday. Be sure to tune in. Yep, brav bros are out of here. Bye.